I'm your host, Anthony Giorgio, and you're listening to another episode of QT, Queer Teen Podcast, showcasing and encouraging the next generation of queer youth from across the world to stand up for what's right. I was born in 2000, so as a young child, there was lots of talk about gay marriage and stuff on the TV, and my parents were really politically active, so the news was on a lot. And so I knew what gay people were naturally, I heard about it, but I never really considered that, like, it was an option. It it seemed like something made up, like on a TV show almost, like, oh, that doesn't really happen, because, you know, I was eight. Um, When I was 10, though, I saw a lesbian couple for the first time, which was very exciting. Um, I was, my aunt was babysitting me, and she had Buffy the Vampire Slayer on, and there's this couple, it loves me a couple, and they were, like, exchanging this very tender moment, they're holding hands on a bridge, and it was a singing episode, so they were, like, singing, and I was like, wow, that's so cool, it was, like, a very clear, like, that's me moment, like, yeah, I really, like, recognized myself there, and then... So I was 10, and I had, like, other things on my mind that, like, 10-year-olds worry about. So I kind of, like, forgot about it almost until I was... But, like, I never paid attention to boys, really. Like, I didn't have any crushes until later on, but they weren't on boys. So I was about 12, and, like, I hit puberty and everything. And I started, like, discovering girls in the same way that my friends were discovering boys. So it was really, like weird for me to have my friends be like oh he's so cute and I'm like him (laughs) like that guy kind of looks like a rat but whatever makes you happy but so yeah I was 12 but like I like I fought it really hard I didn't understand well no I understood what I was feeling I just like I was scared about being treated differently or being like treated badly even like I was really scared of that I wasn't like I understood exactly what I was feeling I just really didn't like it and then so I did lost like I I did a lot of telling myself like you're straight (laughs) don't don't do that like don't look at other girls don't even think about it and it like it wasn't like my family wouldn't accept me or like my friends wouldn't it was just like the rest of the world that I was really worried about but, at, like, at one point, I really just kind of, like, was able to accept it. I think more than anything, I was just really tired of, like, knowing how I'm feeling, but, like, fighting how I was feeling, which is exhausting. So, yeah. Like, I remember one time, though, like, I was riding bikes with my friend, and we were having, great, like, fun time, and then these kids from our school, like, threw rocks at us, and they called me a dyke, and I was like, that was very fun. <laughs> Not. Um... So, like, it made me really think, like, is it all, like, worth it for me? Is doing this worth it? Being myself? And, like, so I was really not in the closet. Like, it was never a secret. But it wasn't something I was very, like, excited about sharing. It wasn't something I, like, told many people unless they asked me. And then if they did ask me, I was usually very, like, vague (laughs) 
one time this was very recently like a year ago this girl was like oh are you gay and i said you know when i have the time like some kind of genius <laughs> so it was just a lot of that for a while and it's like i'm older now so i'm more like with myself more comfortable with myself but being president of my school saga or sexuality and gender alliance has really kind of made me not forced me but made me think feel like okay it's really important that i i own who i am and stop like pussyfooting around it because it's not helping me and i have all these like freshmen who i'm a senior i have all these freshmen who are like kind of looking up to me and seeing me as like you know a person that is like them and has they think i have my shit together <laughs> but so it made me it's made me kind of like be more myself and so yeah i'm president of, of saga i was vice president all of high school until this year and i put a lot of energy into saga i do a lot of stuff with it i want to make sure that like kids in my school that maybe aren't brave enough to be associated with something like that or like very closeted like you know that they're not alone and there's lots of people that are just like them maybe not like maybe they have a different idea of what a gay person is in their head and that the idea that they don't associate with but then seeing all these people that are just like them might help them in a lot of ways so we do like lots of fundraisers and we do like things in the cafeteria just to make us like as visible as possible which has been my my goal the whole time to be as visible as possible and especially now like I said earlier that's not, there's lots of freshmen in my club in the club it's not mine but <laughs> lots of freshmen in the club and I really like I really try to help like make them know that they're not alone and there's a lot of people that are like them because like I know what it's like to be 14 15 and feeling like a weirdo and like you're the only person in the world that's like you and like it's a terrible feeling and so I'm like I'm hoping that these younger people know that they're not weird they're not the only person in the world that's like them like they have a person that's like to like them to you know look up to and to maybe want to be like one day so that's my story I was born in a small city in upstate New York. My parents had named me after one of their favorite bands. It was an 80s band. I was the fifth of eight children. As I grew up, I was extremely feminine. I wore dresses. I kind of loved them because I hated wearing the pants. I was Christian as well, like stereotypically Christian. I hated anyone who wasn't cis, straight, white, Christian. During my fourth grade year, we had moved to a very small town. It was... All of those kinds of people, my entire grade level was 24 students, and they had students from two towns to make a decent amount of students in the school. This, fur this furthered my idea of being female. By this point, I had early signs of depression. I hated myself and pretty much everyone around me. I still thought I was a female. My brother was dating a Wiccan girl who he had dumped and she had cursed him to never be able to love another girl again. A couple years later, he was around 13, I was around 10, he came out as gay. At first we all saw it as a joke, 
uh, because of that whole situation with the Wiccan girl, but he was serious about it. And it seriously broke my family. Most everyone supported it. I was like, I'm not gay, but he's my brother, and it kind of goes against my religion, but I'll support him anyway. My mother, on the other hand, did not support him. She refused to talk to him, look at him, acknowledge his existence, until three months later when my dad threatened with her with divorce. She started to kind of accept him, and by accept, I don't really mean she accepted him. I mean, she started doing it because she felt she could show off her gay kid. This all plays into my story. The following year, we had moved again. This time, it was a bigger school, but it was still dominantly those same cis, straight, white, Christian people. This is where I met my first boyfriend, my first girl crush, and when I started questioning myself and who my identity was and is. I didn't know the girl crush was in fact one, but that became known in time. My sixth grade year, I fell for someone, a guy. I asked him out, we started dating, and it started out really well, but I started noticing red flags, both for manipulation and for his hatred of anyone other than, you know, those people. At this point, I was open to just about anything. The relationship lasted quite some time, roughly four and a half years. Uh, Shortly after we'd gotten together, I moved back to my hometown. Around four years after we got together, I was questioning myself more. I came out to him as bi, thinking if he actually likes me, he'll understand that it wasn't due to cheating or crushing on other people. It was just me realizing things based off of what I went through in other schools. But I was wrong. I told him I felt relieved and anxious. He never responded to it, never acknowledged it. Within that week, he began ghosting me. I thought it was my fault because I came out. I started thinking, well, if I'm with a guy and I like him and I'm not cheating with a girl, I must be straight. I felt alone for a while. I had friends, but I still felt lonely. About five months later, he broke up with me over a text. This is when I started to really question my gender and sexuality. I'd realized I had more masculine tendencies and I'd gotten my hair cut. It was only a bob, but it felt amazing just for it to be shorter. I felt like myself a bit more. I began identifying as gender neutral. I went by a different name and they them pronouns. I was still miserable and I was still uncomfortable. I thought it was because of my sexuality, so I focused on figuring that out. I realized not only was I pansexual rather than bi, but I was also asexual. I was still uncomfortable though. I started trying to find the cause and figured out it was due to my pronouns and my gender. I began trying uh, he, him pronouns. I started feeling happier with myself. I had told my friends at the time and I was supported by them. I had chosen a name too. Then my sibling came out to me, a name so similar to mine. I was thinking, this isn't gonna work. They sound almost identical. They came out to my family where my mother again despised them, act as if they weren't her child, threw their phone, smashed it, and punched a hole in our wall. My dad just questioned the idea of gender gender neutral and told them to pick pronouns because they, them, doesn't really work for his ideas. I now was forced to choose a new name. I eventually found one based on a character I felt really connected to. I then came out with that name. Everyone was like, thank fucking God, because the names were way too similar. I still hadn't come out to my family. I came out to my dad later, never directly to my mom. He obviously supported me, then I came out on Facebook. My Nana supported me as well. 
a few people supported me, but I got backlash. But I really didn't care. I was happy. I'd gotten my hair cut even shorter. It was, and I'd never felt that happy in my life. My dad still jokes that we all came out because of that curse that was put on my brother, and we joke about it too. However, this doesn't have such a happy ending. I'm in my senior year of high school, a month from graduating, and now my parents are trying to separate and get a divorce, um, all because we came out and my mom doesn't support her own children. They're constantly at each other's throats, and it sucks. I know it won't ever get easier, but I don't think it will ever get better either. I'm battling myself, my home life, my school life, which I'm not out at school either right now, and my social life at the same time. I'm at a loss for hope for most things. I had hope, I just hope that the friends who have been there since the very beginning will be there till the very end. They are the closest to a functional family I have or have ever had, and I love all two of them more than I could ever love anyone else. And thank you for listening to another episode of QT. Queer Teen Podcast, showcasing and encouraging the next generation of queer youth from across the world to stand up for what's right. And remember, listen, learn, love.